So I want to share with you basically soul missions. But there's more to it than that. Two scriptures that struck me this week. One of them is 1 Corinthians uh, 1 8. For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it's the power of God. And we like the power of God. And yet it struck me that it says, for those who are being saved. So it's a process. We touched on that. And in the midst of the process, things can get pretty discouraging. And you reach the point of saying, I want to quit. I've had enough. I can't go any further. So it's from that I want to share the update from So Ministries. Now, I think many of you heard Celia and Pastor Roberto in April when they were here. But for those of you that may not know them, they're from Brazil. 35 years ago, plus or minus, the Lord said, go to Malawi. And that was it. No plan, no place, no money. They went 35 years ago, trusting God. Uh, is that the first one? Okay. So this is the first one in Tete, Mozambique. Now, it's one of the larger towns, it's or cities. It's about 300,000, so pretty good-sized city. They began meeting under a tree outside, no building. People had a, had a heart for the Lord and individuals who wanted to bring people to the Lord. Subsequent to that, they, they bought the land and over the years, they built this building. Could you flick to the next one? So this is the inside. They said there's about 300 people there now, and they believe they can hold up to 1,000. The pastor there came out of their training. So after all of these years, they're beginning to see that they're bringing the word to the people of Malawi and Mozambique, and they're raising up pastors and then they can send them out to establish churches. So this is but one of them. Next one. Uh, isn't there one other, one other church slide in there? Okay. There's a, another one in Kanhan Dala, something of that nature, also in Mozambique. I couldn't even find it in Google. It's, it's a town of less than 10,000, but it's near a, a, more, a larger city called uh, Dodo, which is closer to the ocean. And they also raised up a pastor to go and start up that church. So now they're, they're meeting in that one. And I just got a note back from Celia today because I had asked some questions 
What else is happening in churches? They have in plans four more churches, four more, that they're planning to build. So they are getting support because at one point in time when we met with them, they were really struggling and it's only in the near term. So here's two new churches. The second one I'm referring to, they consecrated it just two weeks ago. Okay, back to the baptism. So their baptism is slightly different. You can see they go to the local river. Uh, Nikki, this is not quite like the one that was done in your hot tub one year. There was a little backstory on that. Can I tell on you, Daryl? You remember the story? Well, it's, it was your adaptation. So he, you, most of you should know that Daryl's from Florida. And usually we would have baptisms in August. You understand? Somehow it got delayed. And I'm thinking it got pushed to like the end of September. And the, uh, Katie, your parents' pool was shut down. So we're looking for a place. And Nikki came up and said, I've got a hot tub. Which, I don't, I don't know that you had, you probably didn't have the heat on because I heard some complaints of some of the, was it on? Oh, you gave them a break then. So we said after that one, Daryl, we're in New England. You, you do baptisms by August. Because after that, you have to go in the water and the water is not warm at that point. I don't know what the water temperature is, but they did. 306 baptisms in Mozambique in the last month, and they did about 260 in Malawi. So, so this is it. These are hearts that are looking to the Lord, and they're out there. They are the Lord's missionaries. They have accepted the challenge, and they've said, I will go. And it touched me when you were singing the words were, Jesus burned like fire. I pray that all of us could have that fire in us to want to reach out to people. So these are the baptisms. I will pray. I'll t make a commitment to pray that we begin to see that many people in this area come to the Lord and see the baptism. We could even do it in the Sauhegan. I don't know what that would be like, but it sure would be different. Hmm? Wednesday night. There you go. Yeah, that's right, right behind the park. Okay, next one, please. Oh, okay, thank you. So, uh, oftentimes, women would have to, mostly women, would end up walking miles to get to a water source to bring it back. And oftentimes the water source was problematic. And there's a lot of illness that comes from uh, pathogen-borne water. I think it's three years ago when River contributed to build a well. And it made a difference. The, Again, the pictures of the people and what it does to their life that says, I can now go within my village and get clean water without having to walk miles and carry it back. 
if you've carried water in a bucket, it's something that you probably say, I need to find another way to do this. <laughs> and depending on how much you finally get back after the splashing. So I asked Celia, how many more wells are needed at this point in time? She said, we've identifi identified four more wells that people could use. They're about $5,000 a piece. So I leave that out here right now without anything else, but please consider that. 5,000 and we can touch a village of 10,000 people and make a difference in their life. So here, here was one of the gatherings at, at the wells. This, this gives you an idea of the number of children around there. And I, I just, we just checked. You recall that they, they were establishing schools? I can remember when we said we, they had 800 students. They now have 1,800 students. Once again, I want to come back and say, this is a work that was started 35 years ago that says, how do we do this? There is no government help. There are no government food stamps. There is no government social security. There is no infrastructure. So they depend on the Lord's Largus to be able to provide for all of this. So when, when we have contributed here, we are partners with them. We are assisting them to help change lives one at a time because they've said many of these cases the children are only being fed when they're in school because so many of them, the parents are dead and the grandparents are raising them and the p grandparents have no money. One of the other things they're, they're beginning on and trying to do more, they're attempting to build more small houses for widows. So the, the work is growing, it's continuing. But I have to say to you, for us it's relatively easy to say we will send money are we willing to go? Are we willing to n not, not just go there, because oftentimes if you, if you wanted to go to Africa, we priced it out at one point in time and backed, backed out, I think it was at least $2,500. Is it better to send $2,500 to feed children and to provide the sources or to go? Some it depends on what the Lord has. And, and we have gone before, and it has touched my heart. I have to say that and I'm sorry for repeating this, but the Lord had led me to go on mission trips, and it was eye-opening, and, and it just brought joy. And as I think I said uh, pre about back in May, when we were in Brazil, we were asked to speak about missions, and for the first time, they said, Cleo and Paul Kaminsky, the missionaries, now, I had never claimed that title for myself. But it caused you to think, it says, the Lord gave that name. I, di I didn't grab it. The Lord gave that name by someone else. What's the, what's the Lord calling each one of us to do? What gift has he given you? What has he put on your heart? But one of the things he says, he commands us, to go out and share the good news of Jesus Christ, everyone.
not just some of us. And as I said before, I backed away from the, the word evangelist. It, it just didn't fit me. And it took far too many years for to say, yes, we all are. Last, last slide then. So now, they have in their heart to build a high school. Again, they have no investments. They have no government help. They are going out to churches in Brazil, churches in the US. We don't, I don't know the extent right now, but we'll find out. This facility will cost about $100,000, which is not bad. It will house 550 students. So I asked, well, what is the general plan? For what kind of a high school are you going to have? Because what they've been trying to do is to take them out of a life of poverty with no information to be able to change their lives and start giving them some skills. You may have remembered. they put up a garden in one of the schools so that the children could learn how to plant and, and work from the garden. So what she said is, this will have a technical aspect. So they're looking to bring in plumbers, electricians, carpenters, and other skills that they can now teach these children that had, their parents had no background in it, they had nothing, that they will have skills and be able to be productive, but more importantly, they're hearing about the Lord. They're hearing the word of God that can not only give them a skill for, for life and for income, but changing their life according to what the Lord has for all of us. So that's their, their current story. We'll pray over that. We'll probably come back and have the discussion. And then it brought me to the point, and I've recently had had a discussion about, yes, but what about our own area? What about here where we live? I agree. What about this area? What are we doing? Well, it's a joy to be able to say that we started reaching out into the community years ago. Coats for Kids, top of the list, 20 years. It could be 21, but it's, let's say 20 years for the sake of discussion. For all of those years, if any of you haven't heard, the Lord has provided funds to buy brand new jackets and boots and hats for the children. Not used, brand new. And as we went out to buy the, the jackets, I haven't done it in a few years, I, I have said I will relegate it to the younger people and to ladies who have more idea on style than I do. But it was an opportunity to witness I had one time at Macy's that I'll never forget. And you go, well, Macy's, man, that's kind of expensive. And this was the old one that's been ripped down. So I went in and I bought 100 coats. And they, they were inexpensive. So I, now we have two big piles and this lady's helping me to take them out to the car. And she wants to know what I'm gonna do with all these coats. Are you gonna sell them on eBay? Oh, thank you for asking that question. No, we're serving the Lord and we're going to give them out for free to our community. And you saw the wheels beginning to work. I didn't go any further then because, as I said before, I said I'm not an evangelist, but I'll present the message and the Lord does the work. 
So what else? What else have we been doing? VBS. Well, it's, I don't know how many years here. So it's at least 12, at least 12 and probably three or four. It's got to be 15 years. So junior would be 14 and we missed one in Curtis. Okay. But there was at least two or three before because we had other help coming in. So we've been reaching out to the children. Uh, we did have Star Wars night, which was for the community. We had some unusual people show up and they were saved. <laughs> Yeah, yes, unusual in more than one fashion. <laughs> and now we have, I'm involved and the church is supporting this Sauhegan Valley Outreach Team. So we're doing community connections. And I just, if ask Mike or, or Kelly or Marguerite or uh, Harry what they saw this last week. We had been praying before, because on Tuesdays, we pray, and, and David and a few others, we pray every week on a Tuesday, said, Lord, let the Holy Spirit rest over this area. Because it, it, it can get, we've had a few issues, and it can get a little bit difficult. And correct me if you think it was, we felt such a, as we've talked, such a peace such a joy. We At one point in time, there were 50 people at least waiting in line for the food. There was no jostling. I didn't hear any complaints. They were coming up and saying, what's this about? Who's doing this? This is our opportunity to reach out in this community. Now, I've, I've only been involved three years. I think it's four years running. But what's, gonna, what's it going to look like at the end of 35 years after I'm gone? Because I believe, and maybe this is an ask, that this group here and others will step up and say, hey, old man, you can sit down and I'll take over the duties. And I say that jokingly, but I'm serious. <laughs> because, you know, at some point in time, the Lord has blessed me, but I will tell you, at the end of a Wednesday night, I go home and I'm tired. <laughs> in fact, Another admission, two weeks ago, I had something else doing, and I didn't get home until about 9.30. I didn't get up until 10 o'clock the next morning. There was no gas left in the gas tank. So for those of you who are much younger, and I, I know who you are, you have more gas in the tank. We're going to be calling you saying, the Lord has something for you to do. It's touching lives. It's, it's being willing to say, the Lord loves you. I can talk to them. I can tell my story. I can ask their story. I can find out what they need. Because that's our, our heart. That's our goal. So, wonderful missions in Mozambique and Malawi. So missions, 35 years. We need to be doing it here. And not because I'm saying it to you, but because the word of God says, go Go. They need you. The ones who are saying, this is foolish, the gospel's foolishness, you never know what the seed is that you might plant that could change that life. So be life changers. Paul just did the mic drop. Um, <laughs>
least he dropped it on a cushion. Yeah. Right. So the service is pretty much over, so I only have an hour to preach. Um, no, just kidding, just kidding. Um, why don't we just end it here with, we'll, we'll pray. Um, we'll just, what's that? You want your mic back? I want to continue. Oh. <laughs> One more thing, right? Um, so uh, do, you, do you have the previous slide, the mission slide that had prayer points? I'd like for us to just pray for the ministry um, over in Africa. We'll, we'll pray for um, our ability also to continue to outreach here. And something that was not mentioned that I believe is going to become critical in the days ahead is um, food supplies worldwide are becoming scarce. And right now, Africa's feeling it right this second. We're, we're feeling tighter grocery budgets. They're actually seeing shortages like no one's seen yet. So we'd like to pray for that as well. Um, and, then, and then as Paul said, we can begin to mobilize and talk about what does that look like, next level help. Um, but today we'll be seeking his wisdom together collectively, okay? Sound like a plan? So, um, does anyone feel like like leading the prayer points here? Like, take one and I'll run the mic, like, pray collectively? Bueller? Bueller? Yeah, I mean, they're right there. The work's been done for you. All you have to put is, Lord, please. (laughs) Hey, are you Donna? All right, cool. I'm going to start with Donna, and then you don't have to do all of them, right? And then when you do one, and then, great. And then I'll, I'll look around, and we'll sit here uncomfortably until someone says, okay. So, Lord God, we come before you, and we lift up the families and missions, the serving um, as volunteers for the So Mission. Lord God, we just pray that you provide more servants, Lord God, that you would open doors for, the, for these people that go and just give their lives to serve the less fortunate, Lord God. We ask you to provide everything that they need, whether it be just money to get over there, Lord God, or money to feed the children, Lord. We just thank you, Father, that you are so faithful, and we thank you for the faithful servants. We ask you to rise up, raise up more, Lord God, to go um, internationally, Lord God, and also locally. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for your mercy. And Lord, we just ask you to use us, Lord. Send us. Your word says, you know, who shall I, who shall I send? And I think it was, was it Isaiah? I forget who said, send me. Um, and so, Lord, we just praise you for that. And we stand in faith knowing that you are the only one that can make things come to fruition. And it's in your name we pray. Amen. Yeah, Father, we thank you for the medication and supplies for the clinic. We just declare that you're a God of more than enough. You're a God of abundance. You're a God of creative miracles, that there's no lack in you. There's no lack in the kingdom of God. We just declare, Father, that you can multiply the supplies, Lord, just like you've multiplied bread and and loaves of of bread and fishes uh, to feed the multitudes, God, you supplied money out of the mouths of fish. Lord, we just declare that you're a God who can create miracles. You can make something out of nothing. And so we just speak the things out that aren't currently as if they were. We just speak that there will be food for the children and the workers and for the families, God, that in this time of famine we'll get to see you supply as Jehovah Jireh, as provider, We believe that you are a good God and that you will 
shepherd your people well. You'll take care of them, Father. So we just thank you that you supply the medication and the supplies for the clinic. Amen. Well, Father, we um, I just ask that you would send uh, guys and people around from the region to help with the high school project. That you'd start just building the networks now and finding the leaders that can help take on a project like that so that it can just be a blessing for the region in more than one area, for jobs, for kids for school, for all of that stuff. So Father, we just thank you that, that you are the one that does that. You are the one that gathers people. You are the one that brings hearts together and puts teams together. So we just ask for that right now, that the, the area would be blessed from this project on more than one level, that it's like a, a barn raising type of thing, that the, the community can come together to make this happen. In Jesus' name. Lord, thank you. Your word says that true religion is to care for widows and orphans. And so we pray in Jesus' name. Provision, houses for widows. Lord, we pray that um, every widow would know that there's a Father in heaven that loves them, sees them. God, you're the God who sees. You see our pain. You see our loneliness, and you care. So we pray supernatural provision for um, houses so widows can be in comfort. We pray. Let the church rise up and take care of their own in a really faithful and glorious way. We pray in Jesus' name. Lord, you are the church. Jesus Christ is the leader, is the king, is the savior. You are all in all. And Lord, these buildings are places where people can gather to know you, to begin to understand your word, that lives would be changed forever in a way that they will follow your way. They will follow the path that you have set for them, that they will realize the skills that you have imbued them with, the, the skills to be able to reach out and touch people. And Lord, it's, it's as it says in uh, 1 Corinthians 13, it's love. Love is the most important thing. So we pray for the love of givers who would provide the funds. We pray for the hands of those who would be willing to put their hands to the work to build these churches. And Lord, we pray for the people that will be there because they are the church. They are the ones that are going to make a difference in lives. They're the ones that their lives will be changed and they will become the missionaries to be able to touch other lives. So Lord, we're seeing expansion in this area in Malawi and Mozambique. We pray that it will continue unimpeded. Lord, that in your power, they will overcome every obstacle, that the churches will be built, that new churches will be established, that young pastors or old pastors, whatever they be, that they will feel the calling and to go out and lead your flock faithfully in truth and in love. So Lord, raise the buildings, raise the funds, bring forth all of those who are seeking you, who are lost and need salvation from Jesus Christ. So Lord, we bless their efforts. 
we call upon your all of your your rewards and all of your your finances and your heart of love to be able to touch lives that we will hear reports of literally tens and twenties and thirties of additional churches going up and lord we pray for Celia and Pastor Roberto and, and all of the pastors and, and the teachers, Lord, that they would find strength and victory in you, that they would not become discouraged when they, they do not have the funds or they're not feeling well. Lord, we pray for them. Lift them up. Fill them with the Holy Spirit that they may do your work and do it consistently with perseverance and with great love. In this we pray in Jesus' name. There we go. Lord, thank you for this time that you've had your way in this service. We had our plan, agendas, and outlines, and Lord, things just kind of got moved around. So this is obviously what's important on your heart today. Lord, I'm asking for that wisdom that, that our brother Paul just spoke about. It, it, it seems foolish to the world, but it's the wisdom of God, and it's leading people to salvation. God, we need more of that. We need to, to be... Um, daring enough to believe that, Lord, while things are getting rougher in the economy, that, Lord, we could actually produce more from the little that you're giving us to make a larger impact. And the world can say, that just sounds foolish, and we can just continue anyways, God. I pray, Father, that you will begin to bless families in this church, this church, families of the local church in this region, God, that you will raise up people who will write big checks for big problems. And now, Lord, we're not asking so it can go into our bank account. We're asking that you'll use it to bless the community, Father. Lord, give us hearts that are so excited to be generous, I pray, that wells of water will spring up in Africa, high schools, medicine, food, coats for children. Lord, that, that, Lord you'll just, you're just gonna open up doors of opportunity to change lives in big ways. And you're going to leave people saying, why in the world? And they're scratching their head at the goodness of God. We lean into that, God. We're not being greedy for ourselves. We're asking for you to touch people and to let us do it with you. And so here we are, God, just holding our hands out once again, saying, let it flow through us. We don't want to be left out. We want to chase you until you say yes. We're just so thankful that you use ordinary people to do extraordinary things. Here we are. We want to be used for your glory Father, use us. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Well, that's our show, folks. <laughs> you guys are dismissed. Thank you for coming. And uh, if you really want to hear a great sermon, Casey's preaching next week. <laughs> no pressure. All right, guys, you are dismissed. Don't forget your children.